Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Thanks for joining me on Special Edition. I'm Paula Degnan. This weekend, we're going to get a preview of the upcoming show at Actors Circle in Scranton and also find out what's happening at Rossetti Arts Estate. The 43rd Hazelton Area Greater American Cancer Society Telethon is next weekend. And it's not just about raising money, it's also about education. We'll have more details. The days may be getting chillier, but there are plenty of outdoor activities taking place. We'll have some suggestions. But we're going to start off with Veterans Day coming up this Thursday. There are many events throughout our area highlighting our vets, and we here at Odyssey thank all veterans for their service. Jennifer Spittler is the Regional Program Outreach Coordinator for the NEPA Region Pennsylvania Department of Military and Veterans Affairs. And she's here to tell us about some of those special events and also where veterans can find help all year long. Jennifer, welcome. Always a pleasure to have you here. We have Veterans Day coming up. So what can we pass along to our listeners coming up for Veterans Day? Absolutely. Um, Paula, thank you so much for having me on. There's a number of different events going on. One that I wanted to point it out is um, at each PA career link across the Commonwealth and, and especially in our in our area, um, they're hosting uh, veteran expos or veteran hiring events. So be on the lookout for those. If you go to any PA career link website, they will have the, the local event for that area specifically in Luzerne and Lackawanna County, their events are happening, I think, one day after each other. Uh, Lackawanna County is on the 9th, and Luzerne County is on the 10th. There are uh, even other events. WBRE is having an event on the 13th, their uh, Veterans Expo. And then every county um, Veterans Affairs office can contact them. There will be parades. Um, they may be partnering with a local veteran service organization, to host a dinner. Um, there are a, a number of different events. I would say no veteran will go hungry that day. There are a million places to get a free meal that I've seen. So you can certainly check out those events um, and more on the DMVA website, dmva.pa.gov. We have a uh, veterans registry and on there you can see all of the events happening across the Commonwealth um, and even in our area too. Jen, if you would give us the information as far 
far as if someone's hearing this right now and they're saying, wait a minute, she went through so many things. I, I don't yeah. know. I don't know where to look. Where would they look? Uh, you can go on to the Pennsylvania Department of Military and Veterans Affairs website at dmva.pa.gov. And on there, you'll see a tab for events. Um, and there will be um, information posted that's associated with the Pennsylvania Veterans Registry. And you can either sign up. Uh, there's a weekly email that goes out um, that gives information that's happening around the Commonwealth, including those events, as well as job opportunities. But that would be the best source to find that information. And then more local would be to contact your local county Veterans Affairs office. And again, you can go to www.dmva.com. .pa.gov to look up the contact information for your local county director of Veterans Affairs. And I know you also mentioned uh, so many different parades and so many things had to be postponed this time Mm -hmm. last year because we were still in the midst of COVID. And Mm -hmm. here, the Wyoming Valley Veterans Day Parade is coming up on Sunday, and that's going Mm -hmm. to kick off at two o'clock from Kingston Corners, travel over the Market Street Bridge into Public Square in Wilkes-Barre. Do you have Mm -hmm. any others right off the top of your head that you uh, that you know might be going on? I can't remember all of them, um, which is why I referred to those county directors. They will be the best point of contact veteran service organization. The VFWs, American Legions, are putting hosting those parades. There are uh, many of them um, happening throughout the week. On Sunday, I think there's at least four or five of them that I know of, and then there's they're happening all week. And it's very exciting that things are coming back and being held mm-hmm. because everybody who didn't get to do something last year is now looking forward to doing something this year. But when we've talked to you in the past, it's not only Veterans Day that you focus on. What are some of the things that you would like them to know, not just during this time of Veterans Day, Veterans Week, this part of the month of November? Absolutely. Well, first, you know, and and just recognizing Veterans Day alone, for more than two centuries, veterans of our nation have been willing to serve and sacrifice for our country as a cause that they love more than their own lives. And that's not changed. Nation's veterans are a credit to Americans of all race, gender, and creed. And their common commitment to events of love for country binds us together and unifies us. The, our department says thank you to all of those veterans, and not just on Veterans Day, but all year round. Partly how we try to do that is through a number of different initiatives. You know, one of the things that I think many people maybe overlook or don't know that they have access to uh, veterans and their families, uh, the state does offer state benefits as well for those that have served. And they are the you know, largest veteran advocate. And part of the every day that we show appreciation is by administering a number of programs. Um, one of those is being the real estate tax exemption program, the military family relief assistance program the Amputee Paralyzed and Blind Pension Program, the Education Gratuity Program. And, you know, we managed also, on top of that, six uh, veteran homes throughout the state and so many other things. Um, that's just the tip of the iceberg. Um, there's there's a lot of other initiatives we try to do in terms of reaching all of the 67 counties um, across the, the state. So, like I said, I covered just the 13 in, in the Northeast area, which 
is a lot. And, and actually how I'm connected is through a new outreach in- initiative called PA Vet Connect. And this program started uh, last year as a program to delivering services within the communities um, where veterans live and often allow uh, DMVA to utilize community-based providers to fill the gaps in those services. Part of that is, you know, we uh, develop relationships with um, local nonprofit organizations and those county director of veterans affairs, those um, veteran service organizations, um, all of them to connect on how to better serve veterans where they are in their community. And they come up in, you know, a, a plethora of different ways of how we do that. One of the other things I wanted to mention, just kind of going back to the the programs and, and not just programs, but connecting to, to anything and in, in just a veteran benefit. You know, we constantly want to remind folks that you should never have to pay to apply for those benefits. We have had, unfortunately, scamming or, um, or companies, I should say, that, that will try to take advantage. But we try to remind people that something that is important to note that veterans and their dependents should never pay um, for help in applying a veterans benefits because an abundance of free professional help is available through our veterans uh, veteran service officers. There's approximately 200 trained, experienced veteran service officers throughout Pennsylvania that work with the organization, uh, with an organization or with us at the DMVA, as well as the county uh, veterans affairs offices. Several veteran service officer organizations are able to provide um, the best advice, and it does not cost them anything to do that. So every county throughout the Commonwealth has the veterans affairs office, as well has a, a regional contact for a local veteran service officer through you know, a VFW or American Legion that can also help with that too. That brings me to something else when we're talking about veterans. And again, as we said, we want to thank them all for their service and we want to make sure that everything is good. We want to keep them safe. And that has a lot to do mm-hmm. with fraud. And I mm-hmm. know that one of the things that uh, you talk about is the VA and the veterans being mm-hmm. careful about fraud because, as you were just mentioning, things are free and people are trying to scam them. So can you give us a little bit on that? So actually, I'm really happy you mentioned that this month, VA announced this is Cybersecurity Awareness Month. Last year, it was the, the VA discovered that fraudsters stole just around 1.7 million from veterans, service members, and their families. One of the things that they're doing in this campaign is sharing that if you have believed that maybe you've been a victim or someone you know has been a victim of uh, fraudulent VA benefits through you or, or using your information, you can you can contact the Office of Inspector General. And that phone number is 1-800-488-8244. And they'll be able to kind of help understand uh, what you're going through. But yeah, that's something wanting to share. And even at the local level too, you know, we, we've been pushing a, a trying out a pension poaching as well. And just that's happening you know, at the state and federal level. So we always want to remind people that never should you have to pay a fee to have someone apply for services, uh, assistance for you. And one of the other things I'd also like you to mention as well is, again, hashtag reach out. Yeah, so interestingly enough, the hashtag reach out is an initiative that was started through the Federal Veterans Affairs Office on uh, suicide prevention. And um, I work uh, alongside a number of uh, local individuals in Carbon County on a program called Together with Veterans. And Together with Veterans is, was a grassroots program. It's actually an initiative through the VA Office of Rural Health. Um, and it was their approach to help assist 
more rural communities on how to address um, veteran suicide. Uh, Carbon County has the highest suicide veteran veteran suicide rate in the Commonwealth. So that was one of the reasons of starting this initiative in Carbon County. But we didn't want to exclude the other counties. There are five other counties in the northeastern part of the state that um, also were in that top 10 of, of the state with the higher rates of veteran suicide. So we felt like this was not just, you know, unique to Carbon County. Um, it's happening all over the Commonwealth, but um, for some reason happening more in rural counties in northeastern Pennsylvania. And so we feel like collectively we we need to work together to kind of address this. And, and one of the ways um, social media, we all know, is very powerful. One of the steering committee members had mentioned, um, you know, how effective the hashtag MeToo movement was and wanted to see how can we, you know, utilize a similar movement to really get at um, addressing the stigma around veteran suicide. And so, you know, we saw the VA had developed um, the hashtag reach out that seems to connect with everyone. So we've been utilizing that and working with the other, um, there are two other uh, veterans that have just stood up in both Greene County and Col- uh, Cambria County as well. So these initiatives we're hoping can flourish in other rural counties that, that are dealing with this and, and not just through, doesn't have to be through Together Veterans, um, anyone that wants to participate in this work. It takes a village really to support our um, our service members, our veterans, and our, their families. So we, we are working diligently around that. There are some other um, areas, too. The, the DMVA has been working on throughout the Commonwealth um, in identifying issues for veterans and working on those solutions. Uh, approximately 20 veterans die by suicide each day. Statistically speaking, you know, veterans are one and a half times more likely to die by suicide than those who have never served in the military. The risk factor for female veterans is even higher, just over two, per, two uh, times higher. DMVA takes notice that you know, we're not going to be sitting still on this. And this is partly why Together Veterans was started, you know, reducing the number of veteran suicide is a top priority. And we are a leader throughout the Commonwealth in setting strategy, reaching into communities and raising awareness. So the DMVA uh, work with um, veteran suicide as it reaches into deep of Pennsylvania's local communities. Like I said, Together Veterans being a part of that, um, hoping that Part of that is creating action planning, so working with the local community medical uh, professional world, as well as connecting with our veteran nonprofits that are doing peer support, um, and the veterans and their families themselves that are seeking that support. So really trying to do anything that we can to, to do that. And we do want to, I do want to make sure and also mention, too, that it's important that everyone knows this if you are... Uh, even if you didn't serve, but have a family member that did serve, that you know that there is a um, veteran crisis line. Um, if you do know a veteran that is in crisis or you're concerned about one, um, there's confidential support available 24-7. You can call the Veterans Crisis Line at 1-800-273-8255 and press 1. Jennifer, anything you think we may have missed or you would like to, uh, once again, perhaps just the uh, how to get in touch with all of this great information that you've given us today so that it's not just during this time of the month, but it's all year Mm -hmm. long that Help for Veterans is out there. Absolutely. If there's anything that sparked interest or you want to learn more about um, or just how to get this information regularly, um, we do have a the Pennsylvania Veterans Registry. Um, one way to stay on top of all of the programs and services um, throughout the DMVA is by signing up. It's an extremely helpful free tool that electronically delivers timely information about veteran benefits, 
as well as employment opportunities, veterans events, like what's coming up this week, and then any veteran news, both at the state and federal level. Family members and veterans, people who work with veterans, so you don't have to be a veteran um, to sign up. You're all encouraged to connect with the MVA by signing up through the registry. And by doing that, you can go to www.register.dmva.pa.gov. Thanks once again to Jennifer Spittler, Regional Program Outreach Coordinator, Northeast Pennsylvania Region, Pennsylvania Department of Military and Veterans Affairs, with all of the information that veterans can use, not only during this time of the month where it is Veterans Day on Thursday, but also all year long. And once again, just a reminder that coming up this week in our area, in honor of Veterans Day, Commonwealth Health will host a contactless Veterans Appreciation Breakfast in Scranton and Wilkesbury Monday, November 8th, beginning at 8.30 a.m. in Scranton at Crossgate Plaza on North Kaiser Avenue and in Kingston at the Thomas P. Saxton Medical Pavilion on Northampton Street. Also a reminder, on Thursday, the County of Lackawanna Transit System, Colts, will be offering free rides to veterans and active duty military in recognition of their service to our country. And just in case you didn't know, Veterans Day was first proclaimed a holiday in 1919 as Armistice Day in remembrance of World War I veterans. It became a legal holiday in 1938 and became known as Veterans Day in 1954 and as a federal holiday. Coming up next, we're heading out on the trail on Special Edition. Welcome back to Special Edition. It may be getting chillier out, but that doesn't stop people in Northeast Pennsylvania from getting out and enjoying the beautiful outdoors. Among them, Rachel Stark. Rachel is with the Pennsylvania Environmental Council. They're putting together on their website all kinds of good information on where you can go during the upcoming winter season. Rachel has some great suggestions. How about a moonlight walk or maybe yoga on the trail? Rachel Stark is back with us today. And Rachel, I am, well, I can't, I have to admit it. I'm not a winter person at all. (laughs) So now you're going to turn me into, or at least get me on the trail to become a winter person because there are so many things that are happening throughout the Northeast. What are some of the things that you're highlighting? That's right. Now we're going to be setting the clock back and usually along at that time comes a lot of snow too. Uh, but that doesn't mean that you need to stop going outside and getting on the trail and doing fun activities. Throughout the winter time, we are going to be continuing our partnership with Discover NEPA and we're going to continue to highlight trail of the month. Uh, every month we'll have a guest blog with Discover NEPA and there will be a contest, a giveaway where people can enter logs on that site where they hiked and be entered to win a REI gift card or another gift card of the sorts. Uh, through the winter time, we are going to make sure we're highlighting areas where you could do awesome winter activities like snowshoeing, cross-country skiing, and there's even a lot of local trails that allow snowmobiles. So there's there's a lot of cool ways that you can get outside. Uh, and of course, the kiddos love getting out and about and just rolling in the snow. So really, there's a lot of fun to be had in the winter. Our listeners are now sitting there 
with their pen and paper in hand, and they're ready to jot down some of the upcoming events. What's one that you can tell us about? Something that I think is really cool coming up with the Rail Trail Council. Um, this is in Uniondale on the DNH Trail. They have a full moon hike, which is really awesome. They're meeting at eight o'clock at night and they're just going to walk under the moonlight, which is something that, you know, not a lot of people have experienced. I, I've done night hikes in the past and they're one of a kind. You know, you don't have to deal with congestion on the trail. It's peaceful. It's quiet. And there's just something about the moonlight in winter, too, that's just extra extravagant. I have November 19th at the Uniondale yeah. Trailhead. That would be correct. Yep. OK. And that's at eight o'clock. Now, people. Eight o'clock p.m. Yep. And do people have to pre-register? How does all this work? So if they go onto our website, which is tailonthetrail.org, they will see our events calendar. And that has the information on how they can register with the Rail Trail Council. So there is a phone number there and there is also an email. They could check out either of those. Uh, and they should also check out the Rail Trail Council on Facebook. On Facebook, They do a lot of pop-up events. So if there is just an extra nice Saturday coming up on Friday, they might post on their Facebook page that they're going to do, you know, a special bike ride or walk on the trail to highlight that extra special, beautiful Saturday that they had. Um, so it's definitely a good idea to keep an eye on that Facebook page. And I am right now on Get Your Tail on the Trail website, and I'm here with looking at the events. And on Saturday, November 13th, we're going to do yoga on the trail. What's that all about? Yeah, that one is also with the Rail Trail Council, uh, and that is up at the Thompson Trailhead. So that's just a little farther up from Uniondale. Uh, and yeah, they actually get on the trail and they do different yoga moves as they're going along. So like they'll stop at a really nice spot, do some yoga, move along a little bit more, do more yoga. So again, another great way to kind of connect with that really spiritual element of being on the trail and, and connect you know, your mental health to that. Well, I have to say, Rachel, you're getting me more intrigued about being outdoors. <laughs> what else do you have coming up? Any other events? There's a lot of stuff on the calendar, especially with the Rail Trail Council. Right now, we are working with a lot of our partners to get all of their events on our calendar. Um, so we, you know, are looking for events from local state parks, Lackawanna Heritage Trail, different groups like that. We will pull in all of that information and that will all be on our calendar. Uh, and we're also hopefully going to be working on some more of our own events. We had the Biketober event on October 23rd, which was very successful. It was a nice family event. Uh, a lot of people came out and, and just had a good time. And a lot of the people, too, who showed up, they had never been on a bike before. So that was a really cool opportunity to expose some kids to bikes. Um, and we had a couple get to take one home too, their first bike. So we're hoping to do more fun things like that. We're talking about like a hot cocoa hike in the wintertime. And of course, a lot of stuff, hopefully in the spring. One of the other things that I've just come across here is it's a, uh, it's a regular event that's happening walking Mondays. So that sounds like it would be something that would not only just get you out, but also get Get you in with a group of people who like to do what you like to do. Right. Yeah, that one's also with the Rail Trail Council, uh, and that one starts at the Uniondale Trailhead as well. So it's every Monday, a group just gets together and they walk along the trail. And again, it, it's a nice opportunity to connect with other people. Um, that's one of my favorite things about hiking is it, you're completely taken away from the virtual world that so many of us are submerged in today. So it really just gets you out and connecting not only with nature, but with the people around you that you really care about too. 
in the Biketober event that we talked about earlier and that you said I'm so glad to hear was such a great success and that so many people turned out, that is one area that doesn't seem to get highlighted very much, correct? But you might have some things coming on there as well? With the Nesbitt Park? Exactly. A lot of people don't really know that that's there, at least from my experience, unless you are a fisherman or a boater because they have the boat lodge there. But that's a really great area because, for one, they have disc golf. And disc golf actually qualifies as a tail-on-the-trail approved event. So uh, to, to summarize there, if you sign up on tailonthetrail.org, you could begin logging miles, doing different outdoor activities. And by doing so, you could earn different prizes towards, if you're going towards the DNL challenge, which is a 165 mile challenge um, that is currently just about to end. There's a lot of prizes going to be going out for that. You get a magnet just for signing up. There's t-shirts, all sorts of fun things. Um, And disc golfing is actually one of the activities that you could log towards your miles. So that's something you could do right there in Nesbitt Park. And then of course, the Luzerne County Levy Trail runs right through there as well. And that's something that could be utilized by so many more people. I mean, it's right in the backyards of everybody there in, in the Wyoming Valley. And it's definitely an easy way to get your tail on the trail really close to home. Rachel, what have we missed? Is there something that uh, maybe we need to even give our uh, listeners a little bit of a heads up about that might be coming up in the near future? I think the best option is to keep an eye on tailonthetrail.org. As I mentioned, we constantly have challenges running. Our winter challenge will be starting um, in early next year. And that winter challenge is to log 30 miles in 30 days. So, again, pushing to really get out there. And, of course, it might be cold. It might be intimidating. But getting outside is so good for your health in so many different ways. Uh, and associated with that, there will be several prizes. So there's there's ways to get some cool swag. Um, in the past, we've given out beanies. We've given out water bottles. We've given out flashlights and headlamps and all sorts of gear that you could use in the outdoors on your next adventure. You are a veritable goldmine of information. So we can't we can't lose contact with you. And if you have anything coming up in the meantime or you have one of those spring up events that you uh, know about, let us know, because I did get a lot of great feedback about the Biketober event. So that just tells me that, Rachel, you're right. People want to be out in the outdoors here in northeast Pennsylvania. I have said it. A thousand times, I truly believe that the pandemic that we have been in for the last two years has really put into perspective what is important to people. And I have seen tons of people out on trails that I never saw a single person on. And and that is so great. And it's just a matter of continuing to get people out there and also educating them about getting out there responsibly. We want to make sure that we're we're keeping things clean. We're picking up our litter. um, And I, I think that will come with due time. And it's tail, T-A-I-L, on the trail.org. Thanks, Rachel. She'll be back with more great suggestions. Don't go away. We're talking telethon next on Special Edition. Special Edition welcomes Jane Doherty with the 43rd Hazelton Area Greater American Cancer Society Telethon. Jane, I am so happy to have you here because, again, the, what year is this? How many? This is 43. 43 American Cancer Society telethons in Hazleton. This one has really been an uphill battle because of COVID, but you are going to persevere. How did it all start? 
The telethon started 43 years ago when my co-chair, Clemmy Amona, was upset because there wasn't an official American Cancer Society presence in Hazleton. And she went to the powers that be at the time, and they told her that if she could raise $25,000, there would be an official ACS in Hazleton. And she and the Gans and Chrysler families organized a telethon that raised $78,000. Wow. And here we are. And here you are. But what was it like back then? In the very beginning, it was really a polka-thon. Polka dancing was very big in the Hazleton area, and both the Ganses and the Chrysler's were polka dancers. So we actually brought in polka dancers by the busload from out of the area, and they danced. We started at Genetti's in Hazleton, and they danced the day and the night away for two days, and that was how we raised money. That must have been incredible. And how long did that continue? Uh, polka dancing went on probably for about uh, 10 years, and then it morphed into line dancing and square dancing. Country line dancing was big at the time. That lasted uh, quite a few years, and gradually over time, we have morphed into just uh, miscellaneous talent, and I don't say that unkindly, but we have dancers and singers and guitarists and bands, martial arts, pretty much any kind of talent that anyone is willing to do from the greater Hazleton area, we are more than happy to have. And when it did start, you mentioned the fact that it was two days right from the very beginning. That must have been a pretty big undertaking back then. It really was. And actually, at, in the very beginning, we started out on a Friday night. And we had a small piece of the telethon Friday night, then all day Saturday and all day Sunday. It's changed a little bit over the years, and we are happy to say we're back to a two-day format this year. We want everybody to make sure that they're available, that they're listening, That, but when is this year's event? Saturday, November 13th from 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. And Sunday, November 14th from 12 noon to 5 p.m. Now, how is it going to be structured this year? We have two venues this year. Um, we're trying to be COVID careful, and we're avoiding large crowds. Our entertainment will take place at the historic Wiltsey Center in Hazleton, which is inside the Hazleton Elementary Middle School. And our phones and interview area will take place at WYLN-TV Studios. Again, when people are thinking about the telethon and they're thinking about all the great talent that's involved, and there's a lot of fun that goes on behind the scenes as well as on the air as well. It never has lost its message since Clemmy got the idea way back when. Tell us about the American Cancer Society and where the money goes that you raise. It's so important that we have a telethon because we do raise money and the money goes for patient services such as our Road to Recovery program for free rides to treatment, our Hope Lodge in Philadelphia where patients and their families can stay free of charge. There's a wonderful website, cancer.org, that is available 24-7. There is uh, a new, brand new mobile app for Reach to Recovery, which is for breast cancer survivors. And you can put in a little bit of information on that app and immediately be connected to another breast cancer survivor who had the same type of cancer that you have, is probably, probably took the same treatment that you did, and available 24-7 to talk with you, to ease your concerns, to explain things to you. And also one of the most important pieces our money goes for 
is raising funds for research. Research, of course, is so important. We've come so far in cancer treatments. When we started our telethon, we didn't have any survivors. Cancer was a death sentence, and it's not any longer, thanks in part to the research that the American Cancer Society does. We have funded 49 Nobel Prize winners, and ACS researchers discovered tamoxifen, which is, of course, a breast cancer drug, and Gleevec, which is used for several cancer treatments. Also, in addition to fundraising, our telethon has an education piece to it. We feel it's very important to tell the public about cancer prevention, cancer screenings, which, of course, have suffered because of COVID. And we also do things like second graders in the Hazleton Area School District and the private schools locally do a cancer prevention lesson in their classroom. And then they design a little decoration that we will use at the telethon that has a cancer prevention message on it. Because even second graders can be taught that they should wear sunscreen and they shouldn't smoke and eat healthy foods and things like that. We're doing interviews right now with researchers. I interviewed two cancer researchers yesterday. We have local doctors appearing on the telethon, a men's cancer specialist, a pediatric oncologist women's cancer issues. Uh, We have uh, Lehigh Valley's Dr. Evans talking to us about the new treatments that are out there. So it's a twofold purpose, mostly fundraising, but of course the education piece is important also. When you mention survivors and people that whose lives have been touched by cancer, do you find that with all of the prevention that survivors are looking at things a lot differently than they had in the past, as, as you mentioned before, cancer at one time automatically becoming a death sentence. But have the attitudes of people who've gone through it now, have you noticed the change over the years? Absolutely, because uh, we invite survivors to be on our telethon. We, we will have two survivors every hour of the telethon telling their stories. And that wouldn't have been possible uh, just a few years ago even because people didn't want to talk about cancer. People were too nervous, too concerned about it. But they uh, they are now, and they talk freely about their experience, and they want to help other people who might be undergoing the same thing. One of the parts that you had also mentioned was the idea of the RIDE program to get people to appointments. Can you expand on that? Because that's something that I think a lot of people don't even realize exists. Our Road to Recovery program, of course, has been on hold because of COVID because neither our volunteers nor cancer patients wanted to be exposed to COVID. But we're hoping that that will be up and running again in January. Plans are in progress for that to get started again. And in Hazleton, we have about 15 volunteer drivers. We have two vehicles, one of which was provided by the Rotary Club of Hazleton. And so we will pick up patients and take them to treatment, whether it be in Hazleton, Wilkes-Barre, Danville, Philadelphia, Fox Chase in Philly, uh, Memorial Sloan Kettering in New York City. It's all free of charge. And our drivers, almost all have some connection to cancer, either a survivor themselves or a family member or friend of a survivor. And that makes them uh, a very good company for transporting the patient. 
they're very empathetic and sympathetic to the person that they're transporting. And many of them build relationships that continue long after the treatment is over. So we are very proud of our Road to Recovery program. Tell us about Clemmy, because she is, like you, one of the spearheading forces behind not only starting this, but also continuing it successfully for so many years. And I I just can't get over, there she is, every telethon. Absolutely. Uh, Mrs. Clemmy Yamona, she'll be with us again this year. I just spoke with her at length again this morning. And we are working on schedules. Clemmy is very hands-on. She likes to be involved in the details. She makes a lot of phone calls. And I always tell her, Clemmy, these calls you have to make because these people will donate to you and they won't to me because they don't know who I am. But they know Clemmy, and we won't mention her age, but Clemmy's been around quite a while and she's still going strong. She believes firmly in the cause. And she's as excited as ever about being at the telethon next weekend. It, it's just so exciting to see when her face lights up and when everybody's face lights up, when that tally board gets turned over one more time and the numbers are just incredible because you don't think that people are I don't want to say as concerned because, of course, we are, but sometimes it's not until it hits home with us. But that doesn't seem to be the case here. No, no, we have the best volunteers. Hazleton sometimes gets a bad rap and people think negatively about the area. But we have wonderful people here and our volunteers are the best. We have committee members who are, well, mostly once they sign up, they're with us for life. Many of them have been there all 43 years or 40 years or more than 30 years, and they never say no. And when a problem comes up, they just say, well, let's sit down and figure out how to do it. I know somebody that can do that, or I'll do that myself. And it's very encouraging. As you said, at the telethon, we actually have a tote board with numbers that we change. The um, general manager of the uh, station that airs our telethon, always says to me, oh, let's do this digitally. Let, let's put a digital tote board up there. It's, it's more up-to-date and more modern. And we resist that every year because it's part of our charm. It's part of our charm to see young people, children, teenagers, anxiously waiting in line to be the one to change the numbers this hour. And I think that's really important. I know I'm looking forward to it. I'll be part of the group. Can't wait. Looking looking forward to uh, getting and to see everybody once again and to be involved in such a worthwhile endeavor. So, Jane, once again, the dates, the times, the all-important phone number, which I know you have memorized. Absolutely. Our, our dates are Saturday, November 13th from 11 to 11, Sunday, November 14th from 12 to 5, You can make a pledge at 570-459-1212. You can also donate online at acsmove.org slash Hazleton Telethon. And we will be broadcast live on WYLN TV 35 in Hazleton. And I know that's available in the Wyoming Valley as well on Service Electric. I believe in Wilkes-Barre, it's Channel 7 or Channel 512 in high def. It'll also be broadcast live on YouTube, 
and it will be recorded on YouTube. So if you can't catch us then, you can catch us later. And it's 40 years for Actors Circle in Scranton. Kathy Restrouch, the publicist, is here with details. And it's hard to believe that 40 years have gone by, and I've been a part of it for about 34 of those years at least. What we did have was Death Trap, which was a fabulous show, and I'm very proud of that. And now coming up, we have Four Weddings and an Elvis, a fun comedy by Nancy Frick. And coming up after that is in January, My Three Angels, which is another comedy that I am actually directing. And following that in March is The Dining Room. And in April, we have Steel Magnolias. And then in June is Girl Friday. What an awesome lineup. There's something for everybody. As you said, you've been with them for 35 of the 40 years, and there have been so many people that have worked together to keep everything. And for local community theater, that's pretty big and very impressive. What do you suppose everybody hangs on for? I think part of it is getting out and seeing something live. Because a lot of times I'll see the show over and over because I'm actor circle and I say help out, but every performance is different because of the audience that's involved. The audience gives you this energy to the actors. And then if the actors change a little word here or there, they get a slightly different performance. But it's always a great performance every night. And it's a lot of work. And I think kudos go to everyone involved because a lot of people don't realize, for example, the four weddings and an Elvis that you have coming up here in November it's not like that just started yesterday. We had auditions back in uh, early October for it, and they've been working ever since. And it came along great, directed by Kate Martin. The cast, we do have an Elvis, and Corey Kelly is the one that actually plays the Elvis in his jumpsuit. So he's the, the younger Elvis. Along with him, we have the person that's in charge, like, because it takes place in Vegas, of course, and it's one of those chapels in which uh, the woman, Sandy, who's the owner of the chapel, she, you know, continually has all these people coming to get married and these hilarious characters. And we are going to see four of those funniest moments, you know, during this time period for her. So Lori Lotney plays Sandy, and some of the crazy characters are uh, Katie O'Hearn, Peter Miles. Mark Fryer, Trisha Henning, Dom Azzarelli, Justin O'Hearn, Marnie Azzarelli. And one of the yeah. things that I think is also very nice about the fact of Actor Circle being being around so long is that you're also still bringing in younger people. And that's one way just to keep all of this going. So, again, a lot of work, a lot of folks involved. What are the dates, Kathy? All right, for Four Weddings and an Elvis, it opens November 11, and the 12th, 13, and 14, and the following weekend, 18, 19, 20, and 21. So that's Thursday, Friday, and Saturday at 8 p.m., Sunday at 2 p.m. And that's at Providence Playhouse, located in Scranton, 1256 Providence Road, across from Fratelli's restaurant. And if you dine at Fratelli's, give yourself about two hours, they will let you park in their lot, which makes it a lot easier for yourself. Again, so you not only have great support at the theater, but you have support of the neighbors. And that is also wonderful as well. Kathy, you're a busy lady. You are into everything. What else do you have coming up? 
Well, with Actors Circle, some of the things we're also doing on an ongoing basis, we have open mic now every month. Once a month, we'll do it, preferably on a Friday. And I've been doing that with them for the last uh, four or five times now. We just finished doing one uh, November 5th. And we didn't schedule December, but it's very possible it might be on the uh, 17th of December. Anyone that wants to... It, you don't have to be a singer, but if you have some kind, kind of comedy you want to perform, maybe a dance you want to perform, or an instrument to play, we'll take whatever you want to do on our stage. We give you that ability, and it's free to the public, but we do want you to give us a donation that helps tremendously. Also, you do not have to be a performer. We'd love to have an audience for all these performers. It's a fun night, and it's interesting to see all the different kinds of talent that's out there. And a lot of people don't realize all the talent that is out there. So that, again, happening at Actor Circle. And you have a website. You have a Facebook page. You have billboards. What have you got? No billboard at the moment. <laughs> but we, uh, we have a marquee. We get that going. We do have our ActorCircle.com and the Facebook Actor Circle. If you call the theater... You will find out what's happening, what's the current thing going on. So by all means, call the theater at 570-342-9707. Now, what does Kathy have going on? Something tells me that just because something's not happening at Actor Circle that you're just sitting home knitting Afghans. Oh, no, I'm never. <laughs> I do so, though. I help people out and... I do that on the side, you know, alterations, but that's another story. What I also am involved with, in fact, I'm an event, the event planner for the Rossetti House, which had been repurposed through Ken Hussey. He's the new owner. And the Rossetti House uh, used to have all this musical stuff happening when Father Mark Rossetti was alive. You know, his mother gifted it to him and said, do this for the art. And when he passed away, the, the actual estate was, you know, the building was sold. And Ken Hussey from New York came upon it, bought it, saw how gorgeous it was, and said, I got to do something with this. And uh, Dr. Joe Oliveri reached out to him and told him about the history. So Ken Hussey decided to continue the whole thing. So the Rossetti for the Foundation for the Arts and Culture, they are continuing this process and having activities. And December 17th, this is a Friday, already I have Kenny McGraw, fabulous pianist. He is playing, we're doing a Christmas holiday get-together. And anyone that wants to come, find that website. And uh, for $35, you are going to get fabulous food from Lou and Al. We're doing it in an hors d'oeuvre style so that you can sit and relax and watch what's happening. I'll be the MC and performing as well. I have other singers. I have Matt Morella, Jillian, Kamara, and her husband. Uh, Frank Carey, I believe, is going to perform. Oh, Abigail Ziegler. All these beautiful sopranos. It's going to be a fine get-together and a sing-along. Welcome to the holidays. Can't go wrong. And that's at the Rossetti House on 1005 Vine Street. Rossetti Arts. You can look there and, and find that information. I had the wonderful opportunity to speak with uh, Ken and Dr. Joe when the very first uh, event opened up. What that seems like it was so right. long ago, the but it, yeah, and that Back wasn't that wasn't that yeah. long ago. And and what uh, oh, they're they're both delightful. I'm going to send you back to four weddings and an Elvis and give us the oh, rundown of that. 
and then uh, bring you back up again and give us the information on the uh, upcoming Rosetti as well. So, Kathy, it's yours. Okay, so for weddings and an Elvis, it's November 11 through the 21st, those two weekends. We have it directed by Kate Martin. Hilarious comedy that centers around Sandy, the four times married, three times divorced owner of a wedding chapel in Las Vegas. So I've certainly seen her for fair share of matrimony. In this, we have Elvis and four of the other funniest uh, memorable moments. Members of the cast, again, are Lori Lotney, Katie O'Hearn, Peter Miles, Corey Kelly, Mark Pryor, Tricia Henning, Dom Azzarelli, Justin O'Hearn, and Marnie Azzarelli. And for that, if you call the theater, uh, you'll get more information. It's 570-342-9707. Now take us to the Rossetti event. The Rossetti event is Friday, December 17th at 6 p.m. We start. That's at 1005 Vine Street in Scranton, which is right near the University of Scranton on the corner of Vine and Quincy Ave. That one, if you go to rossettiart.com or check the Facebook page, Rossetti Foundation for the Arts and Culture, this is a $35 person event. You're going to get fine food and wine and Kenny McGraw playing the piano along with all these singers, including myself as MC, uh, Abigail Ziegler, Matt Marola, the uh, Camaras, Jillian and her husband. You know, we'll have a great time and the sing-along, you know, in honor of the holiday. And I think with an event like that, by the time it happens, you're going to have many who are not on the necessary card, but may just show up and say... This sounds like it's going to be a great time. I want to take part. And Kathy, of course, is going to say, come on in. The the Rossetti number is 570-445-3610. Thanks for listening to Special Edition, a weekly look at the issues in the news and the personalities shaping the stories. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh. 